Welcome to Talks with Trav with your host, Travis Diamond. What's up, everybody? Welcome back. You know, I'm very fortunate in my life. I've had many, many good examples of what a good man is from my dad to my brothers to other family members to my friends' dads to mentors, just all across the board. I've been very fortunate to, to have several examples of what a good man is. And to be honest, I've had some examples of what a bad man is. Someone that's just not a good person, not a good man, not good at being a father or a husband or showing up the way they need to as a man, displaying those traits of toxic masculinity. I've never really thought about speaking on it until the past couple of months. I've, I've seen a significant increase. Maybe I'm just becoming more aware. I knew it was an issue, but it's seemingly um, finding its way to my radar a little bit more frequently. So I feel compelled to speak on it. When I've been been debating on how to go about it or if I would even make the content around being a man, what, what it means to be a good man. And let me start by saying I don't have all of the answers. There's going to be several things on here that I'm not going to include, and it's not because I don't believe it's required to be a good man or I don't think it's important. Rather, I'm only making a list of 10 to 15 things, if that many, that I think are vital. And there's going to be some that I miss, and it is what it is. It's not that I don't find them valuable, or maybe there may be some that I leave off that are more important or just as important as the ones that I include. So over the past few months, I've seen several, a significant increase, if you will, in seemingly aimless or misguided men, people who don't have a good example of what it means to be a real man, a good man, a truly masculine man. And I want to share my perspective on that. So it seems fairly obvious to me the first steps you take in this is taking care of yourself. If you are a man who is not taking care of himself, oh, this rule kind of applies to everyone. If you're someone who is not taking care of yourself regardless of your sex, then you can't do much of anything else. If you can't take care of yourself, you can't take care of anyone else. You won't have the, the mental, physical, emotional bandwidth to do the things you need to do, the well-being, the energy, etc. So you have to start by prioritizing your own well-being. That means exercise. That means diet. That means get your spiritual beliefs in perspective, in check, and make sure you live by them. That means take time for yourself. That means have your mental in check, that's a huge one. You have to take care of your mind, and a lot of the ways you do that is by taking care of your body. If the problem is in the mind, the answer is in the body, and if the problem's in the body, the answer is in the mind. And of, and of course, that's not a one-size-fits-all answer for everything, but yeah, so the first thing is just prioritizing your well-being, making sure that you are taking care of you and doing the things that you need to do so you can show up better for others. And the reason you have to do that is because the most, one of the most important things that the true masculine energy brings to the table in any relationship or any engagement or any interaction is leadership. You have to be a leader. You have to know how to lead people. And that is not telling people what to do. Setting a standard, setting the example, showing them how to do it, giving them the skills and resources and, and the time and the, the patience and the coaching and the guidance they need to become capable of accomplishing that standard that has been set. It doesn't matter what area of life it is. You set the standard, and your obligation is to lead the people around you to that standard. So that's the first thing you do. 
question is, how do I know what my standards are? Well, you have to take time. You have to take time and think things through. I highly encourage everyone to spend some amount of time. I can't tell you exactly how long. It varies for each person. I don't know your schedule, but some amount of time. I would realistically 10 to, 10 to 30 minutes at minimum a day thinking through various areas of your life, various things in your life, scenarios, how you want to handle something, forming your code of conduct, if you will, forming the the way you want to function in life. I think it's your your code of ethics is a good way to put it. What, what, where do your ethics lie, your moral compass? What, what do you believe is right? What do you believe is acceptable? What do you believe is tolerable? Where's the line for you? Where is if you do something on this side of the line, there's consequences, but if you do something on this side of the line, it's acceptable. What is on each side of the line? You have to find these things. You have to think your think things through and find your code of ethics, find your moral compass, and you have to ensure that every day you are abiding by it. And you do that by reflecting upon your life and saying, hey, did I do everything right today? Or did I do think about the situations? Did I do that right? And odds are the answer is going to be no a lot. It's okay unless you choose to ignore that the answer was no and carry on. I don't get it right all the time. In fact, I miss a lot, but I get incrementally better every day. And that's the objective here. It's the long-term game. Another, another good value that you need to bring to the table as a man is having the marathon mindset. Being okay with delayed gratification. Understanding that everything you want can come to you, but it will take effort, it will take sacrifice, and it will take time. It will take energy. It will take failure. It'll take commitment and discipline. You have to have that perspective. You have to say, I can't go and magically make everything happen overnight, but I can work at it every day. And then over a period of time, I will get closer to my goal. And then one day I will wake up and I will have it. That's what you have to have. You have to have the marathon mindset. And that applies to anyone, not just a man, not just the masculine. That applies to anyone in life, if you want any type of long-term success, the marathon mindset is mandatory. In understanding that, understanding that you things are going to take time, it, it makes you develop your abilities in being the example that you're setting. It's really easy to tell someone, hey, I expect the house to be clean. It's, it's not as easy to say, hey, I like a clean house, and I'm not even going to tell you that. I'm just going to clean. I'm going to show you. There's a lot of men, quote unquote, who think their responsibility starts and ends by going to work. Well, I pay the bills. I go to work all day. I I do this. I I do manual labor. I expect a clean home and a hot meal. Well, good luck finding someone that's going to do that for you, especially when you're ungrateful. But if you show up and you clean up before you go to bed or maybe in the morning you wash your coffee cup and your breakfast plate off and put it up, you make your bed when you get up. Maybe you come home and you help with dinner or you do the dishes after dinner or, or hell, maybe you call and say, hey, what do you want for dinner? I'll stop by the store and pick something up and I'll cook it. You don't have to do it every night. It's not about doing everything, but it's setting the example. It's being the example. A great way to look at that is doing the things, do unto others that you want them to do unto you. Another thing when it comes to masculinity that I think is often overlooked is the value of cleanliness. 
and I'm not just talking about a clean house, like your yourself, your body, your mind, your spirit, your energy, your relationship, your language, your emotions. Like there's a lot more to cleanliness than walking in and not having a, di- a sink full of dishes. There's so much more to it. And the best way to live a life that is full of cleanliness is by practicing cleanliness yourself. If you start your day by ensuring everything is clean physically and you clean your mind by doing some meditation or some breath work and you clean your body by literally taking a shower, exercising and eating healthy, eating clean, and you cleanse your spirit by reading scripture or whatever your spiritual book is, whatever your spiritual scripts are, right? If, if you find your, your belief system and, and you study that and you dive into it and you learn it each day and you, you cleanse your, your mind and your emotions by doing the meditation and doing the journaling and clearing it out, maybe you need to have a crucial conversation with someone. That's cleansing all of that buildup that you typically would have, causing you to have an emotional outburst. And that leads me directly into the very next thing I want to share with you guys. You have to be emotionally stable. That doesn't mean you're stoic 24-7 and you don't get angry. Even stoics, especially, experience emotion. That's a big misconception. People think stoics just don't experience emotion. They're just neutral at all times. That's not true. They experience the emotion. They let it run its course and they don't allow it to consume them. They find the lesson in the emotion, in the emotion. And they, if it's a, a, a negative emotion, like anger or sadness... Um, they, they oftentimes, and I'm, I have a lot of stoic philosophies that I live by as well. Oftentimes if I'm angry, I will transmute that energy, that anger into something productive, into a motive, into motivation or into the commitment and energy that I need to accomplish a task. You know, if, if I'm angry, sometimes I'll go and go for a run that, that helps me feel better or go exercise or you know, I'll come in and record, or may- maybe I'll create some some infographics. Or, and there's so many different things that I would transmute my anger into to be productive. Nowhere on that list is stewing it and let it control me. Maybe for a few minutes, but then I'm then it's gone. Then it is gone. So you have to have emotional stability. And again, that doesn't mean you're just level at all times. It means that. Things can happen that are beyond your control and you're not going to freak out and yell at everyone and make everyone walk on eggshells. You're not going to cry hysterically if anyone even brings up something. You 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 have emotional stability in the sense that you can take the, the punches and the ebbs and flows and the ups and downs of life and handle them accordingly to where your emotions don't dictate your life. There's so many of us that run around letting our emotions dictate our existence. And worse, your emotions dictate the way the people around you engage with you. I know people, a lot of people, whose significant other dictates their entire day, their entire energy, their entire existence off of the emotions that that person is experiencing. That's gross. That's that's sad. It's, It's truly sad, and it's no way to live. For you... As the person whose energy and whose emotions are ruining people's lives and making them miserable, 
or for the person that's sitting there dealing with it. That, that's no way to live. No way at all. So you have to do that. You have to practice emotional stability, develop it, work through your shit however you need to do that. I'm not a, a psychologist or psychiatrist. I cannot give you all the keys or all the answers, but I will say you got to start somewhere and keep throwing darts until one of them sticks and, and you get healed because your emotional instability is ruining your life and the lives of those around you. Which is a great segue for the next one. The true, truly masculine person, the truly masculine man is a protector. They stand up for what is right and they protect those around them. They love those around them. The, the true, the real man will show up and have those critical conversations even though they're uncomfortable or have those interactions and put themselves in danger to protect and make sure someone else is safe, especially their family. You know, one of the things that I do when we go out for dinner or lunch or shopping or whatever is I am constantly looking around at all the people around me, checking, seeing seeing what they're, if they're giving any cues that I may need to be cognizant even more and hyper-vigilant to protect my family. I find all of the exits, and I find anything that I'm, if need be, I could use as a potential weapon. And that may sound paranoid to some, but paranoia and preparation, I think there's a, a thin line between the two, and the difference is there's real-life examples that take place every day that would validate my preparation. Paranoia is having the fear of something that doesn't happen and won't happen. And being truly masculine, you understand there are dire consequences if you're not capable and able to protect someone or cognizant that you need to or prepared to do so. And that takes me back to the first point I made, taking care of yourself. Physically, I'm not saying you have to go get a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and go start doing MMA. But if you can handle your own just for a few seconds, odds are you'll be okay. Like, if, if you have enough stamina to avoid getting hit for 30 seconds, most people, like 95, 99% of people, are going to be exhausted and won't be able to do anything. And the percentage of people that will that can fight, that are trained, 99% of those people are completely stable and are not going to do anything because they're trained and it's almost like an oxymoron. The better trained you are, the more equipped for violence that you are, the higher your ability to mangle someone with your hands and your feet, the less likely you are to do it. So that's just food for thought there. Make sure you're you're willing and able to protect someone. And that doesn't just mean physically. If someone is speaking ill of those around you, stand up for them, especially if they can't stand up for themselves. Have the critical conversations, like I said. It could be something as simple as making sure that your kids aren't exposed to, to garbage, stuff that you don't want them to be exposed to. Making sure that someone isn't brainwashing your kids and, and getting them to perceive the world in a way that, that you don't agree with. Pr protecting yourself. If, if someone is coming at you and they're draining you and sapping you of all of your energy and all of your vigor for life and your vitality, it's your obligation to protect yourself. That doesn't mean I don't agree with you, I'm cutting you off. No, but it, it does mean that if you have that critical conversation and they still violate your code of ethics, then you should absolutely protect your well-being and your peace of mind and your sanity and, and your family 
and remove yourself from the situation. So one of the biggest issues that I see today is there's a lot of people that commit to something, but they don't honor their commitments. And I've talked about this several times. If you say you're going to do something, you have to do it. Does not matter. No excuses. You're not perfect. I'm not perfect. There have been things that I've said recently that I would do that I did not do. But going back to the getting incrementally better every day, that's what you have to do. You have to show up to the best of your ability. And if you commit to doing something, you can't pick up the phone 10 minutes before and say, sorry, I can't. I I know I said I would do it, but I just can't. Sorry. Um, Or just ghosting them, not showing up at all. Or, you know, maybe you committed to something as simple as just eating a salad for lunch. And you still find your way going to the burger joint and getting the burger with the extra cheese and the bacon and the fries and the large soda. But no one's going to know except you and your credit card statement. Or maybe you pay cash so nobody knows but you doesn't matter you're not honoring your commitment you're falling short of your of your commitments and as a result you're not going to build that confidence that you need to build you're not going to build the the mind frame the mind state the mental wellness the mental strength that you need to have you're not honoring your code of ethics a real man a true man the truly masculine man honors his commitments to the best of his ability and going back to the marathon mindset, you got to be patient with everything, especially other people. You know, there's something that I, this is something that I learned early in leadership. I used to be very impatient, very, very impatient. Well, it's not hard to do. Why can't you figure it out? It's very, it's easy for me. Why, why is it hard for you? You have a degree. I don't. You've been doing this for five years. I haven't. What's so hard about it? This is my thoughts. I'm not saying this to people, but like I'm, I'm thinking it. And I realize that's a terrible way to go about it because I can't put my personal expectations on anyone else, anyone else just like they can't do it to me. It's inappropriate. Um, you know. But I learned this lesson early in leadership that you have to have patience and you have to give grace. Asking someone to do something the first time and them not being able to do it completely, there's no reason to get, get mad at them. I told you I don't like cheese on my burgers. I told you I wanted the house clean. I told you that I've got to do this and I need, doesn't matter, doesn't matter, be patient, give grace, we're all human, again, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. Going back to that, the golden rule, treat others how you want to be treated, if you want someone to give you grace and patience, you have to be the example and give that to them. You see how mostly all of, all of these are interconnected? It's pretty interesting, right? And I've touched on this one before, but I didn't dive in too deep. As a man, as a leader, as the masculine energy, the, the true definition of masculinity, the true personification, you have to stand up for what is right and do what is right, not do what you're told. Now, sometimes doing what you're told and doing what is right coincide they align and it's acceptable rarely is it though you know to use the fires in hawaii as an example the people that survived those fires did not comply with what they were told they were the roads were blocked they were told to turn back the people that survived ran through the roadblocks found another way 
to avoid the roadblocks and continue on their journey to safety. You know, there's there's a big problem with people having a herd mentality and just doing what they're told and, and buying into whatever belief is popular. Oftentimes, the right thing is you going the opposite way, going against the grain. I am someone who believes when something is right, when you believe in your heart, your code of ethics tells you something is right, you have to honor that. You have to show up for it and you have to stand up for what is right no matter what. Now that ties into thinking things through often, thinking about your code of ethics and and how you would handle scenarios. Because sometimes you may not agree with something, but if you stand up and argue against it, it harms your family. So what's higher on the, the scale, being the protector of your family or arguing or standing up for some against something that may not be detrimental, but you may not believe it's the right thing to do? So there, there's sometimes these things conflict, and that's when practicing the art of critical thinking comes in handy. And I'm by no stretch of the imagination telling you that I do all of this every day. I'm, I'm not perfect, as I've said multiple times, um, but I do aim to get better every day, and I hope that you can too, and that is another principle that I would like to instill and drive home in this episode. The truly masculine energy, the true man, the, the person who is doing the right things tries to get better every day aims to get better, figures out what they did wrong, and just, just 1% better, just 1% better every day. If you can take that mindset, your life will literally change in a matter of months, but it is unreal, absolutely insane how different your life will be in a year. Here's one. Here's one that's probably going to hit some people in the ribs and the heart and the throat. you got to be faithful. If you're a man and you're in a relationship and you're running around on your wife or your girlfriend, I don't care how old you are. If you're doing these things, that's not true masculinity. That's that toxic masculinity that gives us all a bad name. Being unfaithful is very stupid. That is right at the top of the list as a husband of stupid shit that you can do. Right? So you have to be faithful. You have to show up. And it's not just not cheating. Being faithful means being faithful to your vows, to your promises, honoring your commitments. Being faithful means I made promises to you and I'm going to fulfill those promises. Being faithful means being full of faith. All right, you have to have your faith. She has to have faith in you and you have to give her a reason to have it. You have to be the example. It's not just don't cheat. It's not just don't be a piece of shit. It is do all the things you promised you would do. The reasons that she married you. Show up every day. I have a couple of rules for myself in in regards to my relationship. And right at the top of the list is do something every day to make my wife fall in love with me again. That is me fulfilling my commitment to loving her to the best of my ability every day. Marriage is not an easy road. There are going to be times where it's mundane, where you two might not want to be in the same room as each other. But if you can show up regardless of that and aim to the best of your ability to make your wife wife fall in love with you like it's the first time y'all met, like y'all are dating again every day, just doing something, you'll be surprised just how much better your relationship can get. 
you got to be honorable. You know, at, when the way I like to look at it, the honorable man, like what doing the right thing, like a lot of the things that I've already discussed is being honorable. But the best way for me, the what, what really made it click for me is when I'm on my deathbed, how will I know that I was honorable? Will I be able to truly know in my heart? Because it doesn't matter what other people think of me. What matters is what's in here, in my heart. What I believe. Am I being honorable? And if I can answer yes on my deathbed, that I lived an honorable life, then I win. Obviously, I want my family to believe me to be honorable. But if everyone on the planet thinks I was an honorable person throughout my life, but I know in my heart I, I did things wrong, that I, I did some messed up things and no one found out about it, it doesn't matter. It's fake. It's, it's disingenuous, and that's useless. Live with honor. All these things that I'm talking about, that is what being honorable is. Men are lacking a code of conduct, a code of ethics. And I get it. Look, I was an idiot, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22 years old. You, you're young. Your hormones are flaring. You're, you're, you're all, all of those things, right? All You and the homies are partying, having a blast. You're being dumb, doing stupid stuff. I get it. But at some point, you have to define for yourself what it means to be an honorable man and to live an honorable life. And you have to, to the best of your ability, every day, show up and do that. And you're going to fail every day. But the next day, if you look back and say, how can I be 1% better? How can I be 1% better? And you apply those things, those steps and those actions, you will get better. And before you know it, your life will be so much different. If you would have told me 10 years ago at 21 that I would be sitting here recording a podcast married with children, running a business, having a nonprofit, doing all of the things that I'm doing today, I would not have believed it for a second. I wouldn't have been able to comprehend. I would have been too high. But you got to grow up. You got to decide what it means to be an honorable person, to be an honorable man and live that way. You got to be a positive role model, not just to your family, but to anyone you come in contact with. There's so many organizations, so many people need positive male role models. I was a part of the Big Brothers program for six years. One of the greatest experiences of my life. To be able to show up for someone who didn't have others to show up for him through no fault of his own and to kind of, to the best of my ability, guide him. And, and there's a lot that I wish I would have done differently or done better, but that's okay because I'm not perfect, but I know I had an impact on him. And I know we're both better as a result of that relationship. I learned so much, so much from him, so much in my engagements with him. You have to be a positive role model for anyone. I mean, if you work where you interact with people on a daily basis, be that positive role model, be in positive energy for them, offer that compliment. Be the person who shows someone that despite all the chaos in the world, there are still good people. There are still people that will greet them with a smile. Just be a positive role model. Let your actions speak louder than your words. Don't say anything, but do everything. Focus on growth. Focus on improving. I've been saying it so many times, guys. 1% better. If you can aim to be 1% better every day, you will be magnitudes better in a year.
It's the marathon mindset. It's not overnight. And I've, I've got two more for you, and then I'll go ahead and wrap this up. The two more I want to share with you, you got to be assertive. Not aggressive, there's a difference, but being assertive. The way you're assertive is by knowing what you're saying, speaking with confidence, and thinking things through to allow you to have that confidence. There's a lot of men that just get bulldozed, be it from work, uh, their relationship, their family, their friends, strangers. Don't be that man. Be assertive. Not aggressive, not confrontational. Don't seek conflict, but be assertive. Establish your boundaries, and if anyone violates them, assertively tell them no, and remove yourself from the situation. If you have a boss that is abrasive, a pain in the ass, let them know, hey, the way you're talking to me right now is unacceptable. We're going to have to work on that. We'll have to figure that out. Whatever it is, have the conversations you need to have, but you have to do it assertively. You can't be passive. You can't sit back and say, oh, do you think maybe you could be a little bit nicer? No, it's, hey, look, the way you're talking to me is not acceptable, and we need to figure out what we can do together to resolve that. I can't tolerate that. I would never speak to you like that, and I would appreciate the same respect in return. You'd be surprised how far that'll get you. Not easy. Your heart might shake, your legs might quiver, but it's worth it. And the last one, something that I've been talking about intermittently throughout this as well. You have to commit to serving others. You have to show up, not get paid for it, and serve others. This podcast is a great example of that. I started this podcast because I wanted to help others improve their life, the quality of their life and the life of those around them by sharing what I've learned, having conversations with people to share what they have learned that has helped them in life. You have to find a way to serve, be it charities, be it organizations, through your church, going to cut your neighbor's grass, whatever it is, find ways to serve. Serve your family, serve your friends, serve your community, serve your country, Serve, serve, serve other humans to the best of your ability. Be an honorable man. Serve. Honor your commitments. Take time to think things through. All of these, guys, I'm telling you, if you can apply these, just one, and focus on this, just one of these things for the next month, your life will change drastically. So that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you found value in it. And if you did, please share this episode with someone who needs to hear it. I truly believe this might be the most important episode that I've recorded, especially for men today. If if you think so, if you would agree with that or you agree that men need to hear this, please share it. Tag a couple of people that may benefit from the message. Not calling anyone out, but just, hey, I think this would be good for you to hear. Share it with them. Leave a review. The reviews are how I get rated higher or how I get ranked higher in the search queues. The higher the reviews, the better the reviews, the more reviews that I get, the more people will be exposed to my podcast and can receive this message. So take a second, leave a review. It would be greatly appreciated. Uh, Thank you so much for your time. It's always greatly appreciated. Until next time, you guys take care.